every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyperconscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we sat down and talked about one journaling habit that will change your life. Today, for episode number 312, we are going to do a small talks episode on creating a life true to yourself and not what others expected or expect of you. Oh, wow. It's of- only going to be the, you only saw the first part of that in the actual title, but we are basing this off of the top five regrets of the dying by Bronnie Ware. And we figured it's such a powerful book with so many great lessons. Why don't we figure out how to reverse engineer those regrets specifically? In the seven habits of highly effective people, he talks a lot about starting with the end in mind. The end for all of us eventually is death. And at the end of our life, we're going we're gonna to want to be excited from the way we lived it. Speaking of which, there are three master arenas of life in Kevin and I's opinion. Health, wealth, and love. Health is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Wealth is how you make your money, how much, and where you invest it. And then love is intimate relationship, family, friends, colleagues, clients, associates. So... The only way to master those three arenas, or I should say the quickest way, is to get around people who have already mastered some. When it comes to fitness, that is my jam. When it comes to podcasting, that is Kevin's. Hire us as your coach, and we promise we will help you change your life and design it on your own terms. I am also doing mindset coaching again because, well, let's be real. When I started delegating some of the work, the behind-the-scenes stuff, Right. I realized that I had a lot more time in my schedule and I want to be able to add as much value as I can and uh, coach as many people as I can and help as many people as I can. Also, if you want to be part of a group where you finally feel like you belong, where you feel like you're part of a community that you can truly be yourself, that is Hyperconscious Nation. If you go to hyperconsciouspodcast.com, click join hashtag Hyperconscious Nation, you will be entered into our exclusive Facebook group where you can hang out with people like yourself. And you are not alone. Remember that. And this group is proof of that. So that's the hyperconsciouspodcast.com. You said hyperconscious. Well, look, they know. No, they do. They do. You're right. You guys know? (laughs) All right. So the top five regrets of the dying by Bronnie Ware. She was on episode 180. If you want to go back and listen to that, she is such a sweetheart. And that was a dream come true interview for myself. So the number one regret of the dying, she worked in hospice for eight years and she found that her the people she was taking care of that were terminally ill all had the same regrets. I wish, I wish, I wish. The number one regret of the dying is I wish I had lived a life true to myself and not what others expected of me. So Kevin and I on this episode are going to talk about the skills that we believe you must develop to really reverse engineer this particular regret. Hold space for me. I'm holding space for Kev because he's doing audio things. No, I'm trying to find out how many members we have in Hyperconscious Nation. 183. 183. 183 members. When we get to 200 members, we're going to give something away. I just don't know what it is yet. I dig that. Maybe this is what we'll do. When when we get to 
200 members in Hyperconscious Nation, Alan and I will give away a group coaching call. So you can talk to Alan and I at the same time about whatever it is going on in your life. We'll do a 30-minute free call. Oh, that'd be fire. I'm sorry I signed you up for that, but... No, sounds good. I figure we should do it. (laughs) I agree. I agree. All right. Okay, the skills we believe they must develop to reverse engineer this regret. Yes. So, number one skill is clarity. How do you know what a life true to yourself is until you sit down and figure out what that life actually looks like? How do you know whether or not you're on path to hit that or not? So, I think if... One thing you can do for the clarity part, actually, no, that's going to be the next part. Make sure that you have a good outline of what you want out of life based on what do you want, not what what were you told you should be doing when you were younger, not what your parents are telling you, not what your boyfriend or your girlfriend is telling you, not necessarily what your, your friends are telling you. What is it that you would be blown away and just so happy doing? Right. Because again, like, Remember, when I wanted to do a podcast, there was a lot of people in my life that didn't believe in me. Alan believed in me, right? But a lot of people didn't. Matt believed in me. The people in my close circle believed in me. But if I did whatever other people wanted, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be doing this. I'd still be at the job I was at. So you have to, you got to sit down and figure out what is it that I want? What is it that I want? If you're listening to this, what is it that you want? If nobody else had any input on you, what is the life that you would design? Because that's what we're talking about here. So under each of these skills, we wrote some examples, and I'm actually going to go off the whiteboard here. When I was very young, I was really good at mathematics, and my mom told me that engineers make a lot of money. And so I went to an engineering school called WPI, and I got an electrical and computer engineering degree. And yes, many benefits came from that, the people I met, and also I learned a ton because getting an engineering degree was probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. But I remember being at Mass Maritime when we spoke to those kids, and afterwards they were asking me questions, and a lot of them questioned, like, wait, why am I here? Am I here because I really want to be an engineer? A lot of them were engineers, like 33% or something like that, um, of the audience. And they resonated with that part of my story because... I went to a four-year school that was one of the most challenging parts of my life because I'm good at math and engineers make a lot of money. I'm sorry, but I need bigger reasons than that. And that's the problem. Like, if I had spent more time really reflecting on what I really wanted, then I probably would have taken a different path. Now, eventually I did figure that out. After my car accident, I got clarity. I was forced to get clarity. But... You don't need to get into a traumatic situation like near suicide like Kevin or in a car accident like me to realize like, you know what? It's time to design life on my own terms. All right. So the number two skill, how do you know whether or not you are living that life, um, the life that you want and not the one that other people are expecting? You have to reflect. Right. Right. I would say if you look back at our previous episode where we talk about that journaling practice, that's why this journaling, that journaling practice was created. So right. you can reflect every single night on how did I, like, okay, 10 out of 10. If I was a 10 out of 10 in living the life that I want and not what others want or expect for me, what would that look like? Okay, maybe I would have, I would have recorded that podcast episode. I would have written that song today. Right. I would have done this. I would have done this. What would I have to do differently in order to live the life true to myself versus what am I doing now? During that journaling habit, I actually have given myself a 10 and then I changed it to a nine because how many of your decisions in a given day are predicated on what's truest to your heart and not what 
others expect of you. So for example, let's say you went out of your way to do something because you were afraid to let someone down. You don't get a 10 for that when you reflect on it. How many of your decisions are predicated on what's most congruent with your core values and your goals and dreams and your you know sacred mission? The thing is, all that's predicated on the first one. Because if you're not clear on your core values, you're not clear on your mission, you're not clear on what you want, the only wrong answer is to not search for that clarity. But the key is to reflect every single day. So I always use the analogy of like if you're running around a track, those white lines that keep you within the lines, that's what a journaling habit or a coach will do. That's hopefully what this podcast does. This podcast is a reminder to reflect on the tough questions and answer them. Number three, saying no. If you are an obliger, make sure your ears are open for this one because let's be real. If you're always saying yes to other people, other things, other opportunities, and again, sometimes opportunities are good, right? But an opportunity that you take that is not getting you closer to your goals is not necessarily a great opportunity for you, right? If you have a problem with saying no, by default, you probably are more likely to live a life that right. others expect of you. Right. So this this is a good example. When we first started this podcast, when I first started this, when, when I wasn't even with Alan, it was hard for me to find people to be on the show. Right. I had to ask a bunch of people. Anybody who asked would be on the show. Fine. Cool. <laughs> we'll talk about some stuff. But now... And again, this is a blessing. I'm very grateful for this. We have a lot of people who will talk to or will just send me a message on LinkedIn and say, hey, check out my book. I'd be a great podcast guest. I appreciate that. But sometimes I have to say no and say like, look, and it depends. Like there are different ways to do it. Uh, Sometimes it'll be somebody like new to personal development who says like, oh, I'd love to be on the show and tell my story. It's like, okay, I just want you to know and I appreciate you reaching out, but you have to understand that our listeners, you know, this podcast is for the listeners. Yeah. And I want to make sure that we're always delivering value to the listeners every single time. And there's other people that are like, you know, they're business owners or they're in like certain finance things. And it's like, I just don't think that'll resonate with our listeners. Right. And nothing against you, but sometimes, you know, we have to say no. Again, that's people that are incongruent. I mean, we've had episodes that we've recorded where afterwards we said, you know what, that's not congruent with our core values. Burn it. Burn it. And that's the thing. Like, Maybe we didn't say no ahead of time. Maybe we should have done more research and then said no. But like sometimes you don't always know until afterwards. So that's the key. Again, reflect. After each podcast episode with every single guest, we literally talk about it. Yeah. You say, how, how did you feel about that? What do you think? Like every single time. And usually we know when there are super congruent episodes. So I had to say no recently to a close friend of mine. And this is a challenge for me because I do care so deeply for people. This has always been a challenge for me saying no. But one thing that helped me was basically in the book Essentialism, Greg McKeon talks about this. He says, at the end of your life, you're going to look back and do you want to have done a few things with absolute magnificence? You know, best husband, best friend, best colleague, best at your craft, or do you want to do a bunch of stuff decently well? Now, In this case, obviously, it's a close friend of mine, so I do intend on creating some more space in my life for my closest friends, but I have to be discerning. And so with this particular friend, I had to basically say, listen, um, after this last event, right now I'm really committed to income generating tasks because right now I'm trying to really grow this business with Kevin. Yeah, And we know that money is a bottleneck for us because we want to reinvest in marketing. We want to reinvest in our own personal development. We want to reinvest in the growth of the impact that we can have. And the only way to do that is to really start focusing on the 
most valuable use of our time. And hanging out with people who aren't really that into personal development just doesn't fall into that category, especially when your calendars are stretched so thin. So yes. every time you say yes to one thing, you're actually saying no to a bunch of other really great things. Stay discerning. Number four, staying in alignment. I think this is, again, this is going to be heavy on people who are obligers. Right. If you're just saying yes because you want to people please, you might be going, you might be straying from your core values and your concrete goals. So I had, she's a future client. We're going to be work starting together next week. But, you know, just because she's not paying me yet doesn't mean I don't want to help her. So I said, feel free to message me. Let's get this started now. Right. She messaged me and said, I have this opportunity and it's, it's something that I'm not sure I want to do. It's not really like me to do it. Uh, I know it'll help me with my finances, but and it's nothing like she's not dealing drugs or anything, but it's just one of these <laughs> things where I'm not sure that it's in alignment with who I want to be. And I said, well, you're going to have to ask yourself some questions here. I understand that it's a short-term play, but are you doing it just for extra money or are you doing it because you have to live? Right. If it's just for extra money, I would not stretch out of your, your values. Right. I would not stretch out of your values. I said, I would double and triple down on your business because what are you more aligned with than your business? Right. If you're living and you have enough money, it's time to make money in your business. Now, this is a couple things. If you were to take that time and go do that elsewhere, not only are you spending time incongruent with who you are and maybe your core values, but you're taking time away from your business. Right. Maybe you're taking time away from your family. Right. Right. So you have to just constantly be on that track of like, what would best version of Kevin do? Would best version of Kevin, you know, do this or would he get a client? Right. Or would he get a podcast client or whatever it is. So, yes. <clears throat> for the listeners, ask yourself that a lot. That's been really helping me lately, and I've been doing this for our team calls as well. What would world-class Alan do? What would world-class Kevin do? Because that answer is usually different than any sort of obliging of other people's solicitations. The last thing I want to say, we've only got a minute and 30 here, is... So I had someone reach out to me recently and they wanted to have a peak performance call. This is someone that I've had a lot of peak performance calls with in the past and that was very congruent. But now that I have coming up on eight full-time clients, which I'm so, so grateful for, oh, yeah. it doesn't feel as congruent to give my time to someone for free when my clients are paying me to help them. I would rather take my cognitive energy, my emotional well-being, and I would rather pour it into my clients because that's why they hired me. I want to help them win. I'm so freaking dedicated to helping my clients win, and they're winning big, and it's so wonderful. And it just, what was once relevant or congruent, I should say, is no longer necessarily congruent because we evolve. Why should I be giving my time, energy, and emotional um, well-being to someone who for free when that should be going to people who pay me for that specific thing. So again, allow this to evolve. Um, and once you're clear on your goals and core values, I was actually listening to a Darren Hardy thing today and he said, take out a piece of paper, write a line down the middle and then a, a line down uh, the center. And there's four quadrants. Put your top three goals in the upper left, upper right, and lower left. And then the last one is miscellaneous. If your daily tasks are not falling under your top three goals, the last bottom right-hand quadrant, quadrant he calls the devil's vortex. Mm. That means you're getting lost in the sauce on things that are less important. Lost in the sauce. So this is our takeaway on, and again, I think a lot of it relies on reflection. Like, if you listen to the episode that we just did on the journaling habit that will, will change your life, like, that's just not a flashy title. Like, that actually will change your life if you do it consistently. 
and it, it's because of this, because you're consistently getting the feedback of today, did I live a life true to myself or was today's, was today based on what other people expected of me? Right. Right. If you can consistently reflect on that, you will make the changes necessary. And um, yes, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we hope you'll enjoy the next episode. 10 second blip. And we hope you enjoyed the episode before the previous episode, before the previous <laughs> episode. Um, the 10 second blip for me. Hmm. Honestly, it's just the whole point of this episode is just to help you reverse engineer regret. That's it. Like, that's what, that's what a lot of our episodes are about. Telling you what we've done wrong so you can either skip it or telling you where you can practice reverse engineering regret so you don't have to live with it. Right. How about you? 36,500. That's how many days you have on this planet if you live 100 years. Don't spend any of them incongruent with your highest self. That was like 10 seconds. That was not even. That might have been a seven-second blip. Not bad. Seven-second blip. Not Ladies bad. and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed. We will talk to you on Friday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people people hyper conscious.